go uh, to a bar. Hey everybody, welcome to the bi-week episode of Recording is Eligible. Um, this week, um, we are going to talk about bad, well, I may be bad, good, bad, um, Packard songs, parody songs, songs they use in the game, um, and we're going to do it because there's just a ton of them. Um, part of that is they've always kind of inspired it based on just being kind of a small town, old timey team. But with the explosion of you know YouTube and the ability for anybody to make parody songs, there are just a ton of them of widely varying quality. Um, every team's got some. The Packers seem to have more than most. <laughs> and <laughs> the the Packers have, uh, they've had them for a long time. Like, the, the one we'll actually start with here is one I think everybody knows, and I want to talk about it for a while because um, people talk, people quote it all the time to this day. And we'll see if this actually. And I'm Matt, but you can call me McLeod. <laughs> no, no, we we're going to get we to intros. We're going to get to intros after this here. Let's do this. Yeah. So everybody probably knows this one. It is. It is Poka. See, it's already super dated for that. It's terrible. And that's a terrible line. Alright, that's enough of that. Alright, so let's go we'll get to that, but we should, I suppose, do intros. Um, I'm Paul Noonan, right for the Shepherd Express, Nackme Packing Company. Um, sitting next to me is... J.R. Radcliffe, training sports reporter for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. And, um, and my name is Matt, but you can call me Matub. All right. I'm the, me- the meme smith at Acme Packing Company and general Twitter rabble rouser. Yes, indeed. So I want to start with that one because it's the one everybody knows. And um, I, have, I have some disdain for this song because people still walk around saying the bears still suck. And so this song is written by the Happy Schnapps Combo, a polka band from the north somewhere. The song was released in 1991, um, and it was released when the Packers weren't good yet. And the unstated preamble to The Bears Still Suck is, well, the Packers are bad, but the Bears still suck. So it is like, an admi- the whole thing is an admission that the Packers aren't a good football team at the moment, but just saying, but the Bears suck anyway, just because they're the Bears. That, that's giving the Bears too much credit. It's it, And now you see it on t-shirts without that context, and it just bugs me every time I see it, and I know nobody knows that, but... It's weird to say they still suck. Like it's bizarre. <laughs> see, it's on Matt's phone that none of you can see because he just held it up my, to the screen. Okay, so my lock screen is the way my phone works. You see, there's the there's a clock and a date, and so it says it is eight thirty three. Uh, what is it? Thursday, November twenty first, <clears> and <throat> the bears still suck. And then there's a packer. It's uh, wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. So uh, so I have some thoughts here. I. First of all, I love the Wisconsin accents, and I'm here for that at any point in time. Um, second of all, is Schnapps purely a Wisconsin thing? It's very Wisconsin. Is it's, it? It's kind of. It's. I think it's one. It's German um, slash sure. old people drink. Um, <laughs> people who like sweet liquor, and you know, brandy's kind of in the same vein. Oh it's, yeah, it's that's the a good sweetest point. kind of and brown. Schnapps liquor. is also uh, popular throughout the UP. So just yeah, okay. it's all part of the same thing. I mean, we should own the UP, so that just makes sense. Um, ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, this song is a slap in the face to so, Don Mikowski and Tim Harris and Sterling Sharp. Is he a 91 Packer? He's got to be. I yes. think he is. Sterling yeah. Sharp For is sure. And then who else? Who else are we talking about? Leroy Butler. Uh, Probably barely. Yeah. Uh, 
1991 Packers? But You've got to come up with more than this. <laughs> well, I was two years old. The thing old, is, guys. I could name a bunch of guys from that general era, but not be 100% sure they were on that specific team. Um, that's that's my problem. Yeah. Like, you know, it straddles the Perry Kemp, Jeff Query, <laughs> um, 1989. Ed, Ed West is definitely on that team. Uh, Jackie Harris, maybe. Jackie um, Harris, that's a good one. Yeah. Bernardo um, Harris? No, I no, think that's too, too, early for him. too early for Bernardo. Mandrich was still around, right? Um, yeah, 89. He's yeah, drafted, yeah, so he's right. got to be there for a couple there. years. Um, yeah, defense, and then I get like to, I get like Tony Ken Bennett Rutgers. mixed up with um, other random good pass rushers they had at that around that time. I think Tony Bennett's on that team. I think so. Ken Rutgers, uh, probably Ken Rutgers. I, I had we're, another offensive. We're gonna get so many corrections by, by people for. We're just throwing out names here. Yeah, so uh, so it is interesting because I I feel like the problem I have with this song is let's because I'm gonna bring up baseball. I always do. Uh, it's so ingrained in people that they need to be fan to be opponents of the chicago sports team in obviously for the brewers it's the cubs everyone hates the cubs and i get why they do but the cubs are not as bad as the cardinals and that's how i feel in the nfc north the bears are no longer the issue the bears are entertaining because they usually are terrible they've had this quarterback curse the kicker curse they can't they can't seem to string you know winning seasons in a row or like really great seasons in a row while the packers just do it constantly granted recent examples are not not the best but uh I think the Packers fans should be really directing all their hatred toward the Vikings. And I know they can hate both. Absolutely. I know they can hate both. But the Bears, I don't know. The Bears just in, are inoffensive to me, by and large. When they have a great season, it's like, oh, good for them. They're good. The Bears. See, They'll be like bad next year. It's a sibling rivalry. It really is. I like that. I, I was and, I was going to go um, Professor X and Magneto, but I like I like sibling <laughs> rivalry. So to me, to me, it's a sibling rivalry. And so I'm okay with the Bears still suck because it's incredibly playful. It's it's not it's sure. it's not specific. It's like you said, it's incredibly dated. And at this point, it's just like it's like calling your little brother a name. Yep. It it also does say at one point, like in terms of rivalries, we're both number one. It's very non mean mm-hmm. um, and corny, which you know makes sense for who's doing it. Uh, it. The world before the last few years, yeah, everything yeah. is very and you civil. Can, you can tell it's da- like it's so dated just because of the Jim McMahon line. He of course won a Super Bowl with the Packers. <laughs> won a Super Bowl ring with the Packers. <laughs> Packers legend Jim McMahon. That's right. Won two Super Bowl rings in his career, Jim yeah. McMahon. He did. Uh, as well as I, I'm trying to think, there was another tri- other trivia question. There were like two. Zeke Bratkowski, the other one who's won two Super Bowl rings, Bears quarterbacks who've won two Super Bowl rings. There's a couple of them. Oh man, I don't I know. Anyway, don't. but not with the Bears, of course, of except course. for McMahon. The the other answer, anytime there's a weird uh, trivia question, the answer is usually Brett Favre. It almost always is. Brett so Favre was like, never a Bear. Like career career leaders in receptions over forty. Uh, number one is Jerry Rice. <laughs> he's got he's got like hundred and twenty something. Yeah. Uh, number two is Brett Favre. Okay. He has one. Uh, he had a batted pass that he caught himself after he turned. There four. have been no other receivers over the age of 40 to catch a pass. Are you kidding no. me? Unbelievable. Nope, that's it. Speaking of which, I made my list this week at jsonline.com of, speaking of Jerry Rice, of the 10, uh, I think it was nine actually, most memorable 49ers Packers games. Number one was uh, was the Jerry Rice fumbled game. Was it? Okay. Yeah, because I do feel like that one sticks in the crawl more than any other. I mean, there are obviously some wins on there for the Packers. Yeah, I feel like they were really robbed that year. Like, they could have done some damage, and it really cost them a big time. Yeah, I mean, they, that was going to be a really nice win on the road. Yep. It, and then, uh, so number number two on my list was the was actually a year they did not go to the Super Bowl. Was the year that uh, that they advanced to the NFC Championship game for the first time with Holmgren. That's the year that they lost to the Cowboys. 
but uh, that win in San Francisco was kind of an up. That's the '95 season, the '96 playoffs. Yeah, that was the sort of declaring we're here win. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I did have somebody email me today to tell me that how rotten I was for not having that on the list, and he called you know didn't call me names, but he said some pretty like direct, general assholery things. And <laughs> my response with glee. It's number two on the list, sir. Thank you. <laughs> Always fun when you can point that it out. It is true. Sorry, I took us down no, no, three different roads. It's good to talk about substance once in a while. You know, <laughs> it's it's a good idea. Yes. All right. So so next up, a um, little more modern um, and more in the realm of you know Weird Al style parody. Um, also quite bad. Um, the the Packer Rock Anthem, which is a parody of the LMFAO. Um, L- I don't know if the letters were in the right order. Yeah, they were. You yeah, did that. It is LMFAO Party Rock Anthem. All right. I feel bad that my tub can't hear this. I know. I've heard this. <laughs> so, this one also, I think, really benefits if you can see the video. The video is high quality. They put a lot of time and effort and, and I don't know. Camera equipment. That is high quality picture. Well, and they definitely hired some people here, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> The, the guy doing the dancing looks like a like if Aaron Rodgers had a drunken cousin. He does. He's sort of look like him. He, he's definitely in here because he looks like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I know that cannot be a coincidence. Um, and the dancers they have, are in sync. There's like, dancers good. and there's lots of scantily clad women in this video. Um, <laughs> it, and like pretty quality. Like you, you got to give him credit. Like the song is not great. It I is, mean, none of these songs are great. Let's just put that out there. They're so, all bad. Uh, they're all bad, but uh, they didn't put a lot of effort into the lyrics of this one, and it really is just singing over a song everybody knows with pretty generic things. So you guys think He is, in fact, busting a move. We should probably videotape this one. Um... Anyway, um, so this, this I think, this one encompasses that era. So check the upload date on that. It, it should be like January 2011, I think. It's October 2011. October 20. Okay, so between January and the end of that year in 2011. This is a 15 and 1 year, yeah, right? So that, that yep, is a 15 and 1 year. Is. So the Packers win the Super Bowl, and then they go on to be 15 and 1 during the explosion of YouTube as a cultural movement. So it's this uh, post-2009 YouTube is really blowing up and it's becoming a part of everyday life. The Packers are the biggest football team. They just won the Super Bowl. They are an unstoppable juggernaut. They're garnering all this attention. So there are a ton, a ton, a ton of uh, Packers parody songs made in 2011. And uh, there's like Fly Like a G6. I think they did Fly Like a Cheesehead. Um <laughs> The the next song we're going to talk about is probably the biggest one, but there's yep. this this era. Basically, if if you want to look for the heyday of Packers parody in recent memory, it's 2011. And yeah, it, it just a confluence of things kind of came together. So um, next one we have is uh, like Matt said, probably the biggest one. It's it's uh, the Little Wayne Green and Gold or Green and the Green and yeah, that's what bugs me about this one is Green and Yellow. Um, but, but you do know that this is this is a parody. It's actually a, a it samples black and yellow, which is a Steelers yeah, song, legitimately yeah. about it Pittsburgh. Is, it is a Steelers song, so it's, it's it's a song about the city, not necessarily about the Steelers. Yeah, got it. All right, let's let's fire her up here. All the way. <laughs> but like, it shouldn't be. Ye- I know ye- it fits with yellow, but it's not yellow. 
almost I mean I look at it and I think yellow uh, yeah I don't have any fair. problem with referring to it as gold because that's more stately or whatever <laughs> yellow is fine I guess I, if I'm being um, consistent I should always call the Badgers cardinal so fair point this is a this, this is, is a good song. This is, this is, pretty, is a banger. So this one's pretty good. Um, his, his lyricism is, is pretty good. It is. Like, it, it fits too. He, he like he did a really nice job putting this one together, which you know you'd expect. Like especially when he goes through the playoff opponents, I think that part is, is quite good. Is Lil Wayne the biggest Packers fan, celebrity Packers fan for the uh, for the millennial generation? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. Oh, probably. Uh, either that or Justin Timberlake. But does Timberlake, I don't even know if Timberlake's millennial, is he? I guess he probably is. I mean, yeah. he's a kid I mean, when we're kids. Speaking, speaking as a millennial, Justin Timberlake was a huge part of my adolescence. Interesting. Uh, I kind of like for, was, always forget he's kind of a Packer fan. Um, we're I, getting sound effects from the computer. Well, darn. Um, <laughs> there might so, be a few of those. Yeah, so Justin Timberlake, he was part of the Mickey Mouse Club. Then, right. Then yeah. there was NSYNC. He dated Britney Spears. Like, like there was 20 years where you could not get away from that guy. That's true. Um, yeah, yeah. So those two, the, I like this one. I, you know, honestly, I didn't even realize until not that long ago that that this is actually Lil Wayne. I thought it was sort of in the vein of Lil Wayne. I thought it was just yeah. some some, you know, hack like the rest of them. But uh, but no, no. I remember is... getting some radio play at the time. Like it uh, did. It oh, it got radio was, play yeah. all the time. Well, I mean, it's not like the other ones on here have, so that made me realize it was somebody I should know. That's all. We've we've also we've now been joined by a cat, so um, <laughs> and Jr. staring her down. <laughs> so Matt, is is the next one a different song? So no, the next one is is the same sample. Um, it's it's from uh, a couple of Milwaukee rappers named Prophetic and Pizzle, and they do a different take on Green and Yellow, but it's same era. Theirs is a little bit more localized i guess is kind of how i put it okay so this might be the version even i was thinking of there is a local version with somebody you haven't heard of no offense quite the prolonged intro on their video yeah so they they the the vince lombardi speech in the beginning i should have time stamped it that's my fault (laughs) no problem they got some like old school uh packers footage on the youtube video of this you might want to skip ahead it's pretty We'll, we'll go like a minute in. Question the need to parody a parody. I mean, I realize it isn't like technically low, what Lil Wayne's doing isn't technically a parody, but. Good job getting to film it in Lambo, though. Again, high quality visuals. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Right, by the way, just so everybody knows, it goes downhill from here. Um, <laughs> this is, uh, enjoy what you're hearing now, because this is this is the height of the quality of what we're going to hear. I would argue that there's one more good one. Is there? All right. I know what my two least favorite are, so. Yeah. We get the idea. That's a lot of green and yellow. Let's get to some trash. Uh, uh, but I, I just would like to point out the, the line, uh, uh, I'm top seed watching Donald Driver score from the box seats. That is that is a line that did not age. <laughs> <laughs> no, I suppose not. 
All right. Um, is the Pacarena even on this list? I don't think it is. I can't believe that we're going to do an entire show and not have Pacarena. Well, we'll get the Pacarena in. Sounds good. Yeah. Pacarena was a song that I heard just about every stupid day when I would board the school bus at 6.45 in the morning or whatever it was before the sun came out. And uh, it was playing. That's like mid to late 90s Packers. All right. I'm going to fast forward a little bit in this one. This is... Um, this one's called Packer Backer. It's based on that one Lord song, and it is atrocious. Royals? Uh, yeah. She had more than one song. Well, uh, okay. I'm an old man. Justice I, for Lord. I only hear like five songs a year. So Fair um, enough. Justice for Lord. Let's see here. I will say everybody who makes these does a really great job of getting like a hundred people to turn out to film. And it makes me wonder if there's just a video filming at Lambeau like every day. I'm, I'm going to do a rating system. There's lots actually. of not rhyming here. Yeah, but JR's reaction to the song. I yeah, JR is checking his yeah, phone, which is che- never a good sign. I'm checking my phone so. during this song. Yeah, yeah, we get it's it. It's very low energy. You can tell somebody just like found words that kind of fit the ro- the rhythm a little bit and just decided to run with it. It's bad and boring. The worst, by the way, just to preview, in my opinion, the worst one is the Old Town Road one. I think it's brutally so terrible. The, the only reason I included that was just because I wanted a a, a recent one. Oh, I think that's fine. Uh, it's <laughs> it's good to include bad ones. Like it's bad because it is not in tune. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's terrible. It's, it's it, yeah. We, we should we'll definitely do that one because it's awful. I what do you think it is about the Packers that inspires this form of fandom? The uh, the parody song. Um. I do think part of it's just genuine love for the team and actually wanting to create something about it, which is good. Like, uh, you know, and also like, it's easy to be a critic. These people actually went out with cameras and made all this and, again, and wrote it. And, and on this one too, the visual, the video production is quality. Yeah. And I realize we can, you know, we can all get a camera that's high quality now. But like, these people put some money into this. They didn't just do this as on a as a school project or yeah, something. Yeah, and I'll, there's also a certain type of person, and I am one of them that just kind of thinks in song a lot of the time, like. Uh, uh, if you do follow me on Twitter, especially late at night uh, when drinking's been happening, <laughs> uh, I've got a bunch of like just parody songs I tweet out all the time. Yeah, um, half the time I have no idea what you're singing. Like I, <laughs> I, I wrote a parody song about John Coon for Acme Packing Company. Oh yeah, remember the uh, Big Bad John. I also wrote a parody song about John Coon for Acme Packing Company. Was it uh, Coon Summer? That's all I want for Christmas is Coon. Oh, oh man! And oh, Matt and then did a Photoshop, Photoshop for it, which is the best Photoshop, <laughs> because it's it's uh, it's Aaron Rupkowski answers the describe meme section of the the show. Um, it's Aaron Rupkowski answering the door in um, it, what's the movie? The Christmas movie? The um, Die Hard? No, the the no, it's got the guy from Walking Dead. Uh, Home Alone. Uh, <laughs> it's not love actually it's love actually so it's love actually it's Aaron Rupkowski answering the door the and guy with the walking dead and the, the guy signs with walking dead with the signs and it says we're still going to yell coon and uh <laughs> it's great so um 
But like, I also have a song to the tune of Pepper by Butthole Surfers about Miller Park's roof, and I actually have a version of Hamilton that I have with Joey Votto as Aaron Burr and Billy Hamilton as Hamilton, where they um, sing at each other. <laughs> Is that yeah. uh, Aaron Burser? Because you've used that one before, too. Yeah, they do Aaron Burser. Uh, oh, they start with Aaron Burser, and then uh, Joey Votto does Wait For It, because he's so patient oh, at the plate. Fantastic. Yeah, so, fantastic. Um, I love it. So anyway. I Hamilton think- baseball niche humor is for me. I have to find this. <laughs> Um, just uh, search for um, the the two accounts are Vado and Hamilton and Billy and Hamilton. <laughs> so uh, God, I can't believe Paul's it. Paul's parody skills uh, also goes into the realm of children's literature. Absolutely, it does. Oh, uh, he wrote, you mean Goodnight he wrote Scoots. The, yeah, he wrote Goodnight Scoots, which yeah. I did an audiobook version of. That's true. Um, so <laughs> you did not. Yeah, he did. Yeah, incredible. Did. Um, it's who, great. You literally, if you right now, if you Google Goodnight Scoots. The top result should be my SoundCloud. Incredible, it's uh, it's good. So um, anyway, I think some people just like to do that, and just when you know you hear certain phrases just roll off, they automatically just go into a certain beat for you, and I don't know. I think it's kind of fun. So I'm not going to say any of mine are particularly good, and I've never recorded any of them. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I mean, I think it's cool. It's a fun medium. Yeah. I'm just curious why 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 the Packers have such a high volume, and maybe yeah. all the teams have a high volume, and we just have to we just have to notice. It. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, yeah, oh, yeah. Sharing Matt's, his Matt's proving it right now. Um, uh, did you did you think I doubted you? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I also. <laughs> yep, yeah, I also think that the Packers. Here's the other thing about the Packers. Like, um, and this is going to sound weird at first, but I think it's true. They have a pretty diverse fan base to in a weird way. Oh so man, I just don't agree. I so, do not so, agree so, with that. Uh, well, here's uh, listen, listen, listen. Uh, they're they're Lily White. There's a bunch of them that are super yeah. um, not great, but but. Well, we've heard a lot here. We've heard, you know, R&B and hip hop so far, but there's also a lot of super hick stuff. Like there's, which you aren't going to get with like, you know, a, a team from a, a more urban big city. Well, that's true. You're not so, going to get, you're not going to get tractor rock. Like, yeah, you're, you're yeah, not. Well, we get poker yeah, so here. There is, there's plenty of butt rock, but I couldn't find any country songs, which seems odd. That does seem odd. Um, yeah. I guess I didn't look for them either. But you're right. Um, they don't stick out. I should say. Yeah. Yeah, well, if we do a part two, we'll see, we'll see if we can find some country songs. Why don't part two? Let's just write one. We can write a country <laughs> song about the Packers. Let's just write one. Let's just make our Actually, own. Actually, um, I saved in my draft somewhere. I have half of a parody written of "The Way I Talk" by Morgan Whalen. Um, okay. That's about the Midwest accent. Is there a lot of oops? It's pretty much. Hang on, let me see if I can find the. It's. It was. There was a couple good lines in it, but it was like one of those, just like Paul, like it was midnight and I thought it was funny yeah. at the moment. <laughs> All right. Um, so I'm going to just start getting another one going bring here. It, bring it to uh, me. And we, we can we can talk about the name a little bit on this one. Um, here's one of those un- undiverse problem area kind of things. <laughs> when people try to be diverse and fail. Uh, yeah. Kind of yeah. like that. Um, because this band is CWA. Cheese which head. is cheeseheads with attitude, which maybe maybe don't do that. <laughs> well, but you have also, to if you don't know the original, what the original stands for, you're okay. That's true, I suppose. Um, but anyway, the original is words that we're not allowed to say. They did find a white well, rapper also, too. I think something that people need to realize is that cheeseheads with attitude is basically the beast. Yes. So then, like cheesy boys or something. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Like. Come on. Anyway, this one's obviously a parody of Beck's Loser. Um, it's fine. <laughs> it, it, 
Actually, not a bad Beck impression with the, the kind of lazy delivery for this one. That was a not a fan of toilet yeah. humor, as you all know. Yeah. Yeah. It's such yeah, an easy way out. He who shall not be named. <laughs> R.I.P. Hush up. Hush up. See, it's... I'm a cheesehead baby. It doesn't rhyme. It doesn't rhyme. It doesn't rhyme. I do remember this song. I remember what being unfortunately everywhere. This was I, ubiquitous for a while. Yeah. This was a big one. Um, I would say it's probably second to Bear Still Stuck for quite a long time before some of the more modern ones came along. Also, not good quality on the video. No, but this, but this is 90s. Like, uh, you don't it's, have the it's, it is, it's And I think you have to be of better video quality today to get noticed because back yeah. then, this song was big on the radio. Yes, back it was. When the radio was a thing. No, nobody cared about the video component. Didn't CWA have multiple albums? Oh, I totally believe they that. They did, true. and they actually have a, they have a few songs that are probably worthy of being on here. So, you know, that's fine. Good creative work, sure. but... Well, if we like, just like we had the encompass the 2011 era, we can encompass the 90s yeah. with that one. Uh, the 90s, a good uh, time. I love the 90s. Also, a lot of bad glasses and hair in this. This is definitely 90s. I didn't even look look yeah, at the this style is dated. originally. It's super dated. <laughs> All right. Um, should we? Should we? Um, so we have a long list of Packer ones. Um, I I did want to sneak in a few from the other teams real quick. Oh, very good. Um, no, oh, absolutely. So. The, the, let's do the lines first because you know who writes the lines one. No, the the most famous person from Michigan, right, Matt? Gerald Ford. Uh, I once saw this guy get kicked out of a bar in Ortonville, Michigan, on a Thursday at six p.m. I really don't know who we're talking about. Oh, uh, it's Bob. <laughs> it's Bob. Uh, so everything in Michigan Bobby. is is Kid Rock. Um, he. He's like a big philanthropist there. There's a bunch of buildings named after Kid Rock now. No way. Is the Kid really Rock on? Library? I'm, I'm not kidding. Um, no way. I was at like a farmer's market or something once. It was like in, in Kid Rock Hall. <laughs> so anyway, Kid Rock's got a lion song. He's posing with a, a uh, still baby-fatted Matthew Stafford on the cover of it. It sounds like a Kid Rock song. <laughs> Matt's from Michigan, so he's not happy with this right now. Um, I feel like Kid Rock would have worked in Wisconsin. He totally I, surprised. So yeah, we really shouldn't make fun of Kid Rock too much because you're right about that. Totally worked. If he here. if he came from Wisconsin, we would all be like, yeah. oh, he's one of our best and brightest and stuff. And he, so his, his Kid Rock comes from right. His dad owns a series of car dealerships. Oh, like so it is completely a shtick, the white trash. It is. It's oh, totally a shtick. Yep. So I would imagine if he's from Wisconsin, like his parents own a series of cranberry nice organ farms. Work and <laughs> it's good organ work. That's awesome. Anyway. Uh, but So this era of Matthew Stafford, this young, uh, uh, as you called him, I think baby-fatted Matthew Stafford. Yep. Um, it was my wife and I had recently started dating. And we were on the east side of Michigan in uh, at Great Lakes Crossing. It's a pretty big mall in Pontiac. And there's a huge, I'm talking like two-story tall, uh, multiple posters of Matthew Stafford holding a football outside of a finish line. 
but he's not wearing any line stuff. It's just him holding a football. And my wife goes, who's a fat kid? (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Number one overall pick from Georgia. That's wild. I do not like kid rock music because I have self-respect, but um, there was a, I think it was Woodstock 99 might've been where you just see people throwing empty water bottles. It's like this cascade of water bottles as he's like, he's got his back to the crowd and he's head banging and his stringy hairs going everywhere. But it does, it did make me, there was a very long period of time growing up where I was like, I really need to see Kid Rock live. It really looked like a good time. All right. Never made it. So currently Kid Rock does a lot of stupid things, but when he's on tour, uh, he's a Republican. He, he, he does everything he can. That guy's a Republican? Extremely Republican. That was a joke. Um, so he does everything he can to limit the secondary market sales of his tickets. Um, he limits the ticket prices to like 25 bucks. Yeah. The venue has to sell his brand of beer, and it can't be sold for more than $4 a beer. Wow, yeah. incredible. So, so he does everything he can for his lower middle class fan base to enjoy his shows. So okay. that's Respect, like that. man. That's Fair great. Enough. Good for you, Kid Rock. Well done. Bobby. <laughs> All right, and, and and I should say, as much as I don't like Kid Rock, um, that's better than the Vikings one I found. So um, this is this before is, yeah. before we move on. Uh, uh, songs not necessarily about the Lions, but about Detroit themselves. Anything by Eminem, or uh, specifically though, Trick Trick uh, is a sub rapper of Eminem's. He has a song called "Welcome to Detroit." It's very very good. Okay, is that like to set to Taylor Swift's "Welcome to New York"? Mm, no, no, very different. <laughs> uh, this song came out in two thousand five. What about Seeger? Those are those are some Michigan songs in there, are they not? Seeger's just Seeger's like the the Bon Jovi of Michigan. That's oh, a good comp. No. That's a totally good comp. That's harsh. I mean, Michigan's got uh, I mean, just Motown notwithstanding, a ton yes. of like legendary artists, and aside from them, also a bunch of legendary artists. So it's kind of bad when Kid Rock gets stuck on you know <laughs> things like this when it could be so much better. Yeah, um, but yeah. I mean, hey man, we get we got a song by Gordon Lightfoot. <laughs> Which one? The fit- Wreck of the, Wreck of the Edmund Yeah, but that's Wisconsin. is that not Wisconsin? It's I guess like, it's Maritime. It's we can't count Superior, it. isn't it? Yeah, so. it's Lake Superior. It barely touches Wisconsin. Yeah, it's mostly Minnesota. Lake Kichigumi. And, yeah. yeah, I okay. guess it does uh, barely touch Wisconsin. Edmund Fitzgerald crashed outside of Michigan, like closest to Michigan. Yep. Very well. Fair. All right, Pete. You can have the you can have the shipwreck. <laughs> All right. So t- this is called. This what is, is it? Lake Kichigumi? I'm saying it yes, wrong. It, no, that's right. Kichigumi oh, is, is what yeah, the natives called Superior. Yeah. Superior, they said, never gives up the dead. This is uh, real bad. I'm going to fast forward and then get into that. I went kayaking on Lake Superior. We were singing Edmund Fitzgerald the entire time. Oh, oh, this is bad. Speaking of country. This is the worst, the original song, This Is How We Roll, the worst version of country music, what Florida Georgia Line does. Yep. The bro bro country. I hate it so much. It's not for the Packers. Mind-blowing six-song country mashup, and this is how he rolls with the face of it. Sure. And it, it sticks six country songs together that you would honestly believe were meant to be the same song. Sure. That sounds about right. They had a sack of Brett Hundley in this video, by the way, which <laughs> seems like kind of a hollow victory. <laughs> but Congratulations. That's how they roll. Anyway. So, yeah, Vikings, um, get more good parody songs. We at least have a couple. Like, do better. I don't... None of you are real fans, so I understand this. I, okay, so who was I just talking to? 
yesterday, day before. Um, the Viking skull chant, when executed properly, isn't the worst thing in the world. No, it's fine. But it's offset by the horrible, horrible horn. Yes, the horn is is yeah the horn soul crushing. Can I ask something that I should know, but I don't? Sure. I'm stupid. Sure. What is skull? What does it stand for? What's that? Where it, does that come it, from? It's like yeah, it, it's toast, isn't it? It's Scandinavian prost, isn't it? It's prost. Like, yeah, sure. It's Norwegian. I'm, I'm not German. Why don't we say prost at Packers games then? Well, I don't know. That'd be fun. We should start. What, well, what the hell is <laughs> a terrero? It rhymes with barrel. <laughs> Uh, I was told it's it a com- Polish. It's like Polish. It's skull. a bastardization of Walt Terrell. Mm. Oh, really? It's close. No, not I was really. told. I was told that Terrell is like a Polish huzzah. Seems right to me. Whatever. It comes after the zing and the boom. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was bang zoom. No, is it zing boom? Right. So this, I've only been to Lambo once. So so I got I got two barrel ones, and this is this is one of the worst things you'll ever hear in your life. And Great. Let's definitely let our listeners have it. It's 46 seconds long, so we're going to play all of it. Um, I don't know where it, I, I heard it when I lived in Chicago on the radio on the lesser station, the lesser sports talk radio station. There is a lesser one. Um, it is. Uh, it's just awful. So um, <laughs> you all should hear it so you know it exists and the Bear fans wrote it. Um, here, here we go. Um, it's. Uh, I got to start from the beginning because it's only 46 seconds long. Also. Don't write a 46-second song. Some of these are too long, but, you know, a minute and a half minimum. Like, at least it should be, like, the ska minimum, guys. Um, <laughs> the ska minimum. All right. Third Wave Bears parody. Yeah. There had to be a place where married cousins could live. A place where never showering is no negative. A place where total ignorance is quite positive. So God took a dump the size of a state and called the stinkiest part Green Bay. There had to be a place where animal porn could be sold. Ha! A place that lets you wear a mix of green this and gold. This video is just pictures a of Packers fans. Mm-hmm. Most of whom look fine. So Completely God normal. Took a dump the size of a stage. Well, except for like the Yeah, yeah. People are really into this wherever he's playing it, too. He called the smelliest. He called the stinkiest part Green Bay. Point of order. All right. Yep. I, I grew up in, near Green Bay in Kakana, Wisconsin, and Kakana is the stinkiest part of the state. It has Fair a enough. Pulp mill. Yeah. And uh, I no, love point, that. Point of odor. Point of odor. <laughs> point of odor. <laughs> Missed opportunity on the turn of phrase, but uh, yes, uh, that has it has a pulp mill, and it helped put me through college because my father worked in the paper industry. I begrudge it not at all. It is my hometown, and I love it. But that is the stinkiest part of the state. Green Bay cannot compare. Just so you know, Bears fans. Super duper. Yep, indeed. So, uh, Bears do have... Oh, what's happened? Sorry. What's going on? We've Denny, been hijacked. I forgot to turn it down and turn it back up, but that's fine. We'll jump right in. This is this is Denahi by Serengeti. This is the best um, Chicago Bears song. Serengeti's very good. It has lots of good insider Chicago and Bear references in it, like seeing Ditka on the Eats in the sports car, references to all their famous weathermen. Yes, you. I forgot that you had some time in Chicago, so you yes, uh, you get all of this. This is all about how you grill properly. I mean, it's called quick cuts in the video. Bears. 
It's odd to me that Illinois has all the same stereotypes we do. Yep. Because they've got like that big city thing going on, but they, no, no, they they're all fat people too, like us. Yeah. Yep. Who eat brats and have an accent there. How is it that they they seem to avoid the national score in that way, but they embrace it? I th- what do you mean? The, the, they don't, though. That's SNL it. Yeah. Everybody thinks of them, and this is Serengeti also thinks of them as those guys on yeah. Saturday Night Live sketch. Farley. Um, and so, like, Serengeti is, I think, from Chicago. A lot of his stuff references it. Uh, he's actually very good live, um, and <laughs> albums are pretty good. So I've seen this man live. Jesus. Like that one? Um, his albums are good. He has characters. He's fine. He's like... Eh, Pat McCurdy-ish, but better. Oh, is he like, is he like Adam Sandler? <laughs> Pat McCurdy's kind of an. Uh, I was gonna say national treasure, kind of a Wisconsin treasure. He You're is stepping on some dangerous well, terrain. There. You know, different locale, but similar like I style. I don't even yeah. know who you're talking about. You don't know who Pat McCurdy is? No, I don't know who Pat McCurdy is. Goodness, because I'm from Michigan and he, I'm only thirty. He thought Torero was something played at Packers games, which I get that it <laughs> is, but that's that was the reference okay. point for him. Fair point. Um, all right, let's move back to our team, and that's enough of the, the rivals. Um, let's see here. Matt, any recommendations while I'm scrolling through for the next Yeah, uh, so we can talk about the big one from 2016. Oh, yeah. Um, by the Wisco Kids. The, the Fire uh, local it up. And so actually, a uh, funny story about this song. The, just the song itself went viral immediately. Um, and it went so viral that the next week or the next home game – uh, the they were invited to perform at the Tundra Tailgate Zone, and so they filmed the music video of them performing this song in the Tundra Tailgate Zone. Huh, nice. Let's go. Let's go. Is this the right one? I can't hear it, so I don't know. Oh yeah, <laughs> this might be the wrong song. So did you pick Secure the Trophy? I did pick Secure the Trophy. That is the that's the most recent one. Did not age well. Run the table is the, Run the, the table. one that I was going for. Right. Secure the Trophy is only by Wisco Kyrie. He's half. He's, of he's the a Wisco part kids. of the Wisco kids. <laughs> um, that was prior to the 2017. Game. Didn't go. The Run the Table was made after the Packers winning streak began. Um, in 2016. All right, well, let's jump to that one. This one's not that great anyway. Yeah, Secure the Trophy's not nearly as good. I was just, that was just a, a reference. Yeah. Uh, put All right, here's run, the, here's run the Table. Oh, yeah. High production value. Oh, very high production value. Wisco Kids is a good name, too. Like, that. that's a, a solid, solid choice. Don't approve of the Clinton Dix line, but that's fine. He does get pick sixes. It's good to highlight the positive. When they There's, when they bounce there off some lot of yeah. Clinton Dix lines in the song. <laughs> he's actually uh, good. Near, he's good near to rhyme, end, so I can see that. Yeah. Well, near the end, they say Clinton Dix with two picks in the Bears game, which he did. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, F Cutler's happens. This is pretty good. You're right. These guys are actually talented. What are they yeah. doing with a Packers parody song? They should, they should do, like, real music. Yeah. <laughs> From the table. Speaking of which, the Bears are trying to co-opt that phrase. I I saw. Do you see yeah, that? That was awesome. We'll see. We'll I mean, see. 
it's one thing if you like have Aaron Rodgers and he says he's going to run the table. Like, all right, I'll believe that guy. What, what are the Bears going to suddenly do to run the table? The it's not even the Bears saying it. It's the Bears media saying, yeah, hey, could they run the team? <laughs> right. I know people get there. People get excited when something like that gets thrown out. There. The answer is no, they cannot. Yep. I mean, we're talking about a team where their quarterback is afraid to watch TV and uh, the media is trying to hype him. And he's got a bad hip, except now he doesn't and he's playing, but I'm sure it'll flare up again. <laughs> if, uh, yeah. Poor, I, I don't feel bad for Mitch Trubisky because he has a lot of money and plays sports for a living. But, <laughs> but if you could feel bad for someone. If I could someone. feel bad for him, I would feel bad for him. All right, this is, okay, that's a good one. This is um, the best one we've heard so far. All right, far. let's let's uh, let's do a swerve to uh, to the worst one. Uh, let's see here. So everybody likes Old Town Road, right? Ugh. Yeah, my kids love it. <laughs> Matt's like, no. It's like, did you did you know Old Town Road is actually just Rockstar by Nickelback? Probably. <laughs> Nickelback subscribes to very formulaic songwriting too, so I could see that. Did you know that the riff is a Nine Inch Nails? riff i did i did know that i did not know that, that. Really? for what song fascinating it's not from a song trent reznor put out a bunch of beats uh on mm. the internet in various places or, or one place i'm not even sure but that guitar riff is is something he i mean he's that is trent reznor and he's credited for it like he got it's not stolen poor trent reznor yeah you are I think it's a mistake to try and ape the, the fake um, Western accent. Yes. Like, because it's already a parody. That's the wrong key. Like, Song to sing, and these guys can't. That's right. Look, I'm a terrible singer. I know. This is. We, I think. Yes. This is an easy one to hit. It is. There's nothing too out of range. But like, it's just like a. It's almost a choice here to go with a different key. Turn it off. It's terrible. Tap out. <laughs> I'm done. That's just. That's just <laughs> stop. All right, <laughs> so let's do let's do one more, and then let's quickly talk about the 49ers and take questions. Oh God, the 49ers Not are here. coming, or Packers are going we're to them. Good. Yes, we are. Um, so let's see. What should we? We got to finish with something that's not awful. Um, Holy Driver has an exclamation. Holy point. Driver! And Is I, that what's I assume it's Holy Driver, right? <laughs> Matt should cut out. I think we lost Matt. We tub. lost Matt, but that's okay. We'll just play music instead. Sorry, my mic my mic was muted. Uh, Jump in the Stands is the most important song on this list, in my opinion. Oh, all right. Uh, because it's it's literally Robert Brooks trying to... Oh, uh, it's Robert Brooks? It's literally Robert Brooks. Notice, did you see the description I wrote? No, well, I did now. Yes, the actual receiver. Okay, so we got to hear Robert, Robert Brooks, Brooks' song. Made the 99 yard touchdown guy. song about the Lambo League. It's like wow. That's 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 really hot take. Throwing some major shit. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not the music video, but the music video has several Packers in it. Was 
this when did he release this? Was it at the point of a career where he was like out of football and he needed some money? Or? No, he was he was a current Packer. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yep. This is everything. I I didn't see it going to this place. <laughs> so like there's there's a crisscross reference for the chorus of this song. That's Oh my goodness. I'm ready for this to end. Uh, uh, I kind of dig it, but okay, fair enough. Robert Brooks, congratulations. Yeah, so I'm surprised you guys didn't know about that. No, I have no memory of that happening at all. Let's interrogate the thesis. Did he make the Lambo leap? You know, Roy started it, but obviously Robert had more opportunities. Yes, yes. He Mm. was good at it. He was a good Lambo leaper. It was not coined as the Lambo leap until it happened a second time. Oh, no! When Leroy did it, it was just Leroy jumped into the stands. Can we talk about that, Mm. too? Leroy, his momentum brought him into the stands. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he's kind of retroactively suggested that this was some sort of premeditated thing, but like that was an extremely lucky play and weird and random and nobody well, so took can we away just say that, that that play would be called back in today's NFL. <laughs> it would yeah, totally, it be totally would reviewed. Yeah, that, that's fine. <laughs> that happens. Rice fumbled. That happens. But uh, but I I don't know. I I always I always <laughs> I mean good for him. He's capitalizing on it. But like he's made it so, his identity. I guess I'd like to know who decided to make it a thing because obviously Laura Butler didn't score touchdowns all the time he, he could not have made it a thing he didn't score enough to do that yeah. so somebody had to decide like oh you know Leroy jumped in the stands I'm gonna jump in the stands was it Brooks was it like a team thing we're like hey guys let's so, all jump in the stands in if, if in the entirety of the song Brooks claims it's him okay all right songs that are he's, he's like I'm gonna give me a hug from a pack of fans that's his <laughs> that's so I jump in the stands that's <laughs> Robert Brooks is claiming to have popularized the Lambo leap. All right, I that wanna, is uh, that is a claim. I want to debate. I want to see the two debate it. Um, I, I would. Oh my god, I would pay like real legitimate money to see that. <laughs> I, I, I did not know. That's okay. Good. Find I don't it. mean to disparage the uh, you know the myth of the Lambo leap or the mythos <laughs> of it, but uh, but I, I think I sided with Robert Brooks on this one. Like you said, it wasn't a thing until it became a recurring action. Not right. just well, your momentum carries you into the stands. Especially because Robert throws shade at Leroy's attempt. Says he stuck to the wall like Velcro. Wow. It's really harsh. Yeah. Slinging blades. That's crazy. He, uh, I don't remember. I was in that end zone. I was, that was one of my first Packer games when uh, Leroy Butler jumped in the stands. Was it you were there? You were at that game? I was there. I was freezing my butt off against the Raiders. It was one of the first, yeah, might have been my first Packer game. I was in that end zone, but far enough up. I couldn't even see him jump into the stands, and it certainly didn't register as, oh, wow, he jumped into the stands. Right. It's just like, okay. that happened, I guess. <laughs> not know. some like oh, momentous wow, event, like, right. whoa, nobody's it done did, that before. It did not feel like at the, I mean, what do I know? I was a kid at the time, but yeah. it did not feel like a, a you know, life-changing celebratory you know celebration changing right. thing we'll go we'll go out with oh bring have, me you, the, have yeah. you ever tried to find yourself in the broadcast footage no i have a family friend who did there's that. no way it's high picture. enough definition though i'm just saying just try it just see if like all right like, hey man i'm i'm 40 rows back yeah I, I was really far back i think yeah <laughs> anyway here's what is this holy driver holy driver 
thought we should get a metal one in here. The game is tied. Incredible. This is not terrible. No, this is okay. Is the, is the only footage they have from this Browns game? <laughs> well, that was that was a great play by Ryan. <laughs> I guarantee this happened because some guy just would always see Donald Driver and just say, Holy Driver! Totally. And then they're like, we have to make that into a full song. Oh, Donald Driver. Even better. <laughs> Ronnie James Dio just passed away not that long ago, like two years ago, yeah, maybe less. A couple yeah. years ago. But I mean, he was still just rocking it. I know. So he, uh, it was, I mean, just yeah, it was something awful. But he recorded um, "Pick a Destiny" with uh, Tenacious D after he was seventy. Oh, all right, good stuff, Ronnie Dio. All right. Donald Driver. I think I'm going to sing that every time. Good I hear selections that guy's name all out. around. Yeah. All right. Should we, should we talk a little bit about the upcoming actual I game? I guess <laughs> for like five minutes or yeah. less. Okay. If I see less one more, if I see one more freaking think piece about how the Seahawks gave the blueprint to beat the 49ers, I'm going to lose my ever loving mind. Really? Yeah. I haven't even seen that. I guess I haven't been paying attention. Well, we got asked as a question last last show and answered, no, it was not a blueprint because that game was awful. Exactly. And it wasn't a blueprint for anything except how to play football poorly. <laughs> uh, it, just a disaster of a game all around. So, um, I mean, you could say the same thing about Arizona, given that they've had two close games with the 49ers. They've probably provided a blueprint, too. Mm-hmm. Do you, so they, Theirs is probably better. I mean, they've done it twice. It the, was repeatable. The common thought here is that the 49ers have not truly played anybody, and obviously on paper that's true. Yeah. I don't know if that means anything to you. They obviously, you know, they, they played a really good team in the Seahawks. They lost their first game. but yep. I, I think it means a ton this season. The league is crazy, like, with just terrible crap and, like, dominant teams and not much in between. So if you've only played crap, you haven't shown anything. And then I think that's a lot of the 49ers. Once they stop playing crap, they look like an average team, which is, I think, kind of what they are. Yeah. So, yay for that. It's like, I mean, like, yeah, okay, you can beat up on Appalachian State, but how do you do against Penn State or or Iowa? Or... Exactly. Or think about what we thought about, the, thought about the Badgers until they, I mean, rolled into Illinois. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Ohio State. Well, but... in fairness, the Badgers played Michigan and Michigan State. Not that Michigan okay, State turned out to be crap, that's but a good Michigan point. was decent. Michigan is actually is a, decent. Is a good team, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't have any other defenses so, there. And the 49ers are uh, – all the stats behind the stats aren't great. Like, um, their their defense against wide receivers is actually worse than the Packers. Like, they had this, like, dominant defense at the start of the season, but their number one corner isn't as good as the Packers' number one corner by DVOA. Number two is not even close. Kevin King is much better. Slots, much worse. Their number one against running backs and tight ends out of the backfield, great, but, like – you got to be able to defend receivers when you run into them, and their run their run defense is just like the Packers, so they're like mirror images of each other. It, it wow. Yep. I still, I, as I look at the NFC with with the Seahawks, the 49ers, the Saints, a lot of still good teams, and kind of still in that place where I don't trust that the Packers are good enough to go deep into the postseason. But then, I can't believe how healthy they are at this point. Yep, they're getting super lucky with health. They, everybody's practicing every week. It's I feel like nice they might see. actually be this team that's standing at the end. I feel I mean, you know, I don't mean the playoffs, anything could happen in the playoffs, but I feel like they could they actually might be the team to beat in the NFC. It's still possible that's on the table. It is. Um I would like to see the defense get a little bit better. It's just Yeah. Just for sure. So annoying that it it's not quite there, but 
they look good. They're healthy. They have a good system. They're scoring a lot. They also don't the Packers have the best record against teams over 500 in the league. They do. They've had a brutally hard schedule, and they've gone. You know, they've won games despite it, so mm-hmm. it, it's nice. And they've won close games, which you know will serve them well. I don't. I don't know if that's mumbo jumbo <laughs> or not. But you know, when you get in the postseason and close, you know, they're, they're not going to panic. That's Let's for just sure. say it's a thing. Let's um, just pretend it's I'm, a thing because it serves our narrative. It serves our narrative. I don't think it actually is a thing, no, but it, probably not. Yeah. Um, and you know, this is it kind of plays into their hands with Garoppolo. Um, he's fine, but he throws a lot of interceptions and interceptable passes. And well, he does. He does one or two like random boneheaded things. He's a far man. Yeah. The the term I came up with is Garoppolo. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. Yes. You should write a parody song very called nice. Garoppolo. So uh, I like this matchup. I wish it was not on the West Coast because they looked crap last time they flew out there and. Their way of fixing it was to fly out a day later than they did last time, which seems yep. weird. Um, yeah, it makes I, the quarterback happy. Well, you know, they're is. not; they they don't have to acclimate to like like altitude or anything. And so going out a day later, I, I like that because then you're forced to to keep your head in it. You can't have your your slack off night. I guess so. Like I just I don't know what the deal is. I, I always assume it's just time zone switch. In which case, I'd rather get there, you know, five days early and just acclimate <laughs> to it and then be on Pacific time when you are ready to play and what, but I don't know. I'm well, so did you guys, I don't do it. They're smarter than I am. But shortly after the Packers lost in LA, um, there was a a thread on uh, the NBA subreddit where someone analyzed James Harden's performance. No, I saw this. It's (laughs) not statistically valid. I've seen other people criticize it, but go ahead and explain it. Well, it's, it's a correlation versus causation. Uh And, and there's a pretty strong R squared value of James Harden's performance dipping anytime he goes to an NBA city that has a large uh, strip club scene. (laughs) Yes, that was a thing. And so <laughs> it just I felt it was relevant to the discussion. It's incredible. Of, yep. Reddit is incredible. The, the of LA's nightlife. The thesis and the uh the thesis and the execution. Incredible yep. work. Big thing I think so, also I think uh George Kittle's probably not gonna play in this game. Yeah, that's, that's huge. That's that is huge for them. He's a huge Packer beater. Um he's awesome, just generally speaking. Um I would maybe, say is he defense top he's top three defensive player in the NFL, right? Oh, he's tight end. Tight end. George oh. Kittle. I think you're thinking of Bosa. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who you're thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> they don't really have similar names, but I think maybe I think maybe that's they're, true. They're tall, athletic white guys. <laughs> they're the same thing. They are. <laughs> well, Nick Bosa's going to play. Yes, he is. So that's a problem. Uh-huh. All right. Anyway, back I, to where we were with George. I think I think the X factor is Kyle Juszczyk. That's that guy. That's the guy you got to watch out for. <laughs> If you do need a fantasy tight end, um, I would go get Ross Dwelly if he's still available. He had a good game last week, so he might not be. But I've never even heard of him. You know, he's Kittle's backup, and yeah. uh, okay, he's a good matchup against the Packers if you if Kittle misses the game because so. he's a tight end. Well, yeah, he scored two <laughs> touchdowns last week, so they use the tight end a lot in that <laughs> offense. It, it's the Shanahan offense is pretty much the Lafleur offense, um, except they have better tight ends, so they actually use them. Um, so uh, shout-outs to uh, Chris Burke of Acme Packing Company, posted a side-by-side picture in the APC Slack chat today of Matt LaFleur and Kyle Shanahan, and they look exactly the same. They do. It's true. It's possible he's a clone. And so, so we're, we're going to see hoping for. coaches that, that look identical coach the exact same game to a similar roster and very similar defenses. It's yeah, and this, is, 
And it's not his clone isn't even his brother who's on the same staff. So there's yes. still there's and even you know, that connection. I had forgotten this until I looked it up for the mini pod randomly, and I'm sure people know this. I just had forgotten, but uh, Shanahan was Mike Pettin's offensive coordinator when he was the head coach of the Browns. <laughs> I did wow. not know that in 2014. So um, these guys of life. all know each other very very well. Packers there's... best quarterback or their Packers current quarterback is from Northern California, and the Niners the the greatest most recent Niners quarterback was from was born in Milwaukee. So there's there's that crossover. <laughs> if you want to go way deep, who's the greatest most recent 49ers quarterback? Well, Colin Kaepernick, of course. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> the one that burned the Packers. I don't know if greatest or whatever, but he definitely gave the Packers yeah, a couple Packers uh, rough are, goes in the postseason. The Packers helped make Cal- Colin Kaepernick what he was. So mm-hmm. no offense to Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah. Garoppolo, Garoppolo, Garoppolo. Also, uh, when he got traded from the Patriots, he was referred to as Garoppolo Goat. Ah, uh, yes. He had, yeah. a, he had a Matt Castle season, if I recall. Right? Yes, he did. He did. He was fine. He's good. He's he's kind of fun to watch, Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, he's he's far. He makes some terrible decisions, but he's he's also kind of fun to watch. He's he d- good. He is. He's yeah. He, and then he puts up puts up numbers, and he's fine. So he's. Mm-hmm. I, I would actually say he's pretty similar to Rivers in terms of how he plays. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. I like that's a good comparison. Yeah. Uh, this the Chargers comp across the board kind of makes me nervous. So. Uh, what are you gonna do? Uh, so, what do you guys think? You think they come away with the victory here, or? I think so. I think I think it's an incredibly winnable game. I think they win it because Kittle's out. Otherwise, I, th- I would pick against them. So, I fade the Packers when they're on the road. Yeah, it's always a good idea. Those trips are hard. And also, what, what what's that about picking against the smart coach? Yeah. <laughs> also, that they are playing against a smart coach that has not gone well for them this year most of the time. Um, Interesting to see if our coach, how how smart our coach is off a of bye, because you'd like to think that I he'd think be LaFleur's, pretty dialed in. I think Lafleur's pretty good. I just think that Patton is not. So, uh, I I was um I did my uh, I did my grade my midseason grades for the Shepherd Express this week, and just doing the defensive grades, um, you can really see how the 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 sum of the parts on defense aren't adding up as they should because grading them out. It's really kind of a good unit. Um, a lot of guys have performed well. The pass rush is very good. Um, Kenny Clark's had a down year, but you know he's not terrible. He's taken up double teams, and their secondary is like all new and talented guys, and they just can't stop anybody. So um, I actually did some film study on that. I'm gonna when I have time write for APC on this. But uh, just as a preview, the guys most responsible for their pass defense being bad are actually Jair Alexander and uh, Darnell Savage. Really? Yeah, and. The calculus is basically uh, my my new comp for Jair may actually be D'Angelo Hall. Um, he gambles a lot um, uh, against the Chargers. The fifty six yard, the first fifty six yard pass to Mike Williams was because he tried to cut in front of him for an interception. He had no chance at it at all. If he just tackled him, it's a five yard gain. Went for the pick in front of him, gave up fifty six yards when he let him get behind him. He got bodied out um, on the next bomb to Williams as well, um, just trying to get in position to pick and not break up the pass. He does it a lot. Savage does too. He uh, he's too aggressive. He gets himself out of position, trying to shoot across the field to get the ball. And Amos is usually back there in the right spot. Savage is usually sprinting to places where he may or may not should be. So um, those are the guys who give up most of the big plays. Uh, Kevin King had one where he was playing zone and he's supposed to be playing man the other day. That is, I think, almost a Petten problem um, of communication. Uh, Blake Martinez does okay, get. I, I, let's let's back that one up. Yep. When when ten of eleven people Fair. are doing their job, yeah, I don't all think right. You can blame the coordinator. 
I guess, but it's still weird that he didn't do his job there. I know, but you just you just want to go after Patton. I do. Mm-hmm. I do just want to go after <laughs> Patton. Do. But well, also King's been really good aside from a couple of things like that. So, um, but oh yeah, Brett Favre's been really good except for the three interceptions. <laughs> oh, my cat just sat on the computer. Uh, let's not have that happen. Anyway, um, it's really Savage and Alexander that give up those big plays. They get pretty consistent stops, other than that, and Blake Martinez in coverage when that happens. So. Um, Hopefully those guys get better, and then they'll be a good defense. But all right, let's go on to questions. Um, oh, uh, before we go too far, I would say that uh, right now the spread is forty ers by three and a half. All right, so at home, at home, that's not a very good spread for them. Nope, it's not. I, I think people are wise to them not being as good as they were early. We got to go through questions quickly because we're at an hour here. Oh yeah, okay, we'll do like three. Um, I, I, I would just skip them all together except. Oh, um, also, uh, Andy Schaff. Andy uh, Schaff, nice job. Um, we got one from Austria, so we got to take that. So, um, Scott, my my friend who lives in Austria, actually emailed the as eligible email address. Which nice job! Ooh. I didn't even know I posted it anywhere. <laughs> Apparently, I did. Um, but it, uh, Paul frequently states turnovers are mostly luck. Are there any advanced stats to measure a team's turnover luck? And if not, could you devise one based on things like quarterback pressures, sacks, and situations? Um, wow, you go on for a while there. Um, it's it's mostly that from year to year it's not consistent like it, it is uh first of all the one we know for sure is fumble luck uh, when a ball hits the ground it, it is basically random chance when it gets picked up or not and it regresses to the mean from year to year so when um, a team recovers way more than 50 percent of the fumbles on the ground it always comes back to earth the next year at least 50 50 um interceptions are a bit more skill-based but they have almost as much to do with the quarterback you're playing uh, just in terms of opportunities provided than the defense you're playing it's also one of the reasons defenses are not as consistent from year to year, which we also track. Offenses usually are consistent from year to year. If a good offense one year will be good the next. Um, defenses often do not repeat themselves. You can see it actually with the Bears this year is a good first example. So, um, yeah, we got some stats on that, and there's probably a lot of ways to prove it. But it, we're uh, we're rock solid on that guy. So um, let's see. Got I got to grab some more from the as eligible here. Um, and we're like, we got to get out soon. You're right. It's late. I was traveling all day. I just want to go sleep for 100 hours. I was watching Frozen 2 with my oh, kids yeah. this evening. And you said it was pretty bad, right? Oh, my gosh, guys. It's really bad. I'm I, so sad to hear I, that. I did not go in expecting to have an opinion. You know, you go in with your kids so your kids can enjoy it, and they enjoyed it. But it was a mess. It was just a muddy mess. I don't understand the logic of the world they were in. <laughs> I don't understand the resolution. I don't understand why they were compelled to do some of the things they were supposed to do, and I, I, I don't remember any of the songs. So it's not good. That's the worst part. Like, you should, there should at least be a couple of... And, I mean, there's one song that I can say, that's the song, It's sort of, you can tell is, like, the centerpiece song, and then they played it on the closing credits as well. Uh, that one is at the same quality level as from the first Frozen, which I think is a good movie. I mean, I'm trying to grade it as a kid's movie, and I enjoyed it as a kid's movie. Um frozen i did but frozen 2 you you need to be able to understand like who the good guys are who the bad guys are what the stakes are like that's very clear in kids movies and it was not clear in frozen 2 which still take your kids this thanksgiving holiday i mean you're Man, going you're... to you're going to throw your money at it it's going to make a bajillion but now dollars you can mentally prepare for just it. check out mm-hmm. guys it's a mess it's so good <laughs> time as any to keep, teach your kids about subversion and <laughs> twist endings and capitalism because that's what this was <laughs> it was uh i i just i was so confused i honestly was so confused through most of the movie i don't understand the rules of the, well, if of you the remember, world frozen one was all about capitalism <laughs> yes it was yes because well, the the prince was part of the kingdom that was trying to take over yeah. their whatever annexing land and whatnot. This is, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I guess there's a little of that in here too. But it's, 
I don't know. I don't even know what the goal. It's like they wrote it in six months. Everything. It's like they had no time to. They had six years. It's like, I don't know. I was. I. I did not expect to have an opinion, let alone a strong one. But I have a strong frozen <laughs> what you two do? opinion. All right. Um, Ryan Ziegler is the Matt Lafleur era more impressive than what Sean McVay's was at the same point in the rookie season as head coach, and if so, why? Um, I don't think so. I, I, I think a lot of people thought that Fisher wasn't quite that bad, and that that was actually a pretty terrible. Rams team, and he kind of just got the best out of everybody right away. And he's, I know he's not been good this year, and some people may have figured out Sean McVay, but he was just like an instant giant upgrade. And LaFleur's been good. The Packers obviously much better than they were before. I think he's definitely injected a ton of good scheme here, but I, I don't think he was playing with, I mean, he's playing with pretty good deck. He had Aaron for starters and good offensive line, and there's a lot of weapons on here. I think those were all a lot, a lot of those were disguised on the Rams. They were good, but we didn't know it because Fisher just wrecks people. So, I, which is I, funny because Fisher himself in Hard Knocks said that this roster is entirely too talented to have the record that they do. And then he it was turns right. out that as soon as they fired him, Very yeah, astute. it turns out they did. <laughs> I know it's quarterback play, but it's amazing to me how the Packers, when they. The Packers' mean always seems to be ten and six, eleven and five. Like they're they always find a way after a couple, even a couple down seasons yeah. like this, to be back in that top tier conversation. And and other teams will pop up like that, but then then they fade so quickly. The Rams being one example, but there's a lot of examples out there of teams that have a great year, but then eventually, you know, they don't sustain the way the Packers do. I, I'm sure quarterback play has almost everything to do with that, but it is uh, it has been a pretty pretty nice situation. Yep. And I think we can kind of call it because um, I think we've answered all the questions that we have other than that before. Um, like, is David Bakhtiari hurt? So, <laughs> yes, yes he, he still he's is. super He's hurt. totally hurt. Um, but uh, I think that'll do it. So I um, hope you guys enjoyed the, uh, the the Packers song podcast here for the bye week. <laughs> um, I, 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 I don't know. I, I find these things. I, I like the people make them. I like people are are creative, even if it's a bad job. I like they actually recruit friends and go to Lambo with cameras and actually record these things. So uh, good on everybody who made one, except for Kid Rock. Um, <laughs> Bob. So uh, um, anything anything to plug before we actually go? I was really proud of a story that popped this past week on uh, the Ball and Glove logo, the Brewers announcing yes, a whole new indeed. line of uniforms. I w- went back, talked to some people. The, the, the artist in 1977, he was an art student at Eau Claire by the name of Tom Mindell. I think I've even mentioned on this podcast that this story was coming. So this week, did, I dr- dropped it basically an origin story of the Ball and Glove logo, kind of the most famous visual I, I i claimed it was the most famous visual in in wisconsin or milwaukee sports history i'm not sure that's true there's probably some pictures or something that are but uh but the ball and glove logo everyone loves it and uh, i enjoyed going back and uh, i've gotten a lot of positive feedback on that so that's at jsonline.com if you get a chance plenty of other stories of course about the packers bucks badgers etc and that's open to everybody right now right yep yep it was subscriber only for the first few days and now it's uh it's open to anybody who wants to see it and i'll be doing live blog at state football on friday i don't know if people will be hearing this quite then but uh, again, in uh, Camp Randall Stadium on Saturday, doing the live blog for the Badgers' nice. home football game against Purdue. Cool. Ooh. Matt, yes. anything? Um, nope. Just continue, <laughs> can, continue to follow my my poor memes on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram at Call Me Matub or at Matub Lifts if you want to see me do weak things. Um, <laughs> uh, also, uh, I would like to plug Podcastage on YouTube. Uh, phenomenal, phenomenal. Uh, resource if you're looking for 
budget setups to start your own podcast. That's not, true. So if I'll... Matt sounds better this week, and he does, <laughs> that's because he did a lot of research and bought new equipment. So. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it has paid off. Um, so. so follow Podcastage on on YouTube. He does uh, all, basically every single microphone you've ever heard of, he has reviewed and given his opinions on. Yeah, nice. This is like the pop culture happy hour. What's making me happy this week? And it, that's what's yeah. making Matt happy this week. Totally. So um, I have my midseason grades up in the Shepherd Express. Um, they were mostly good because the team's been mostly good. And really, I, I kind of mentioned it here, but it, I think it reflects poorly on Petten more than anything else. But go give it a read. <laughs> it's it, it's long. And I, I'm going to, as soon, as soon as I can, I do want to write about um, Savage and um, Jair for Acme Pet Company. I will do that. I have it mostly written already. It It's it's weird to th- like I think of those two guys as kind of the, some of the bright spots of the team, especially Alexander. But they have fallen off to 13th in DVOA at that position. He was like number two when the season started, and it's something that I think does have to change calculus-wise. Like if you're not going to get turnovers, you can't be doing that. So um, that'll do it for us. Uh, Alexander, and- <laughs> we should do a parody song involving Al- Hamilton and Jay Alexander. <laughs> you know, I actually did a Hamilton for um, the Packers one time, yes. but n- nobody who I had as characters is still on the team. It, oh, it was no. Uh, it was uh, Ty Montgomery, uh, Clinton, because General Montgomery uh, worked for that. <laughs> yes. um, and uh, Clinton Dix uh, for Marquis Lafayette with <laughs> Dix pronounced as D. Um, and I got to dig that up, too. It was good. Um, well, I don't know if it was good, but it was fun. <laughs> it was probably not good. Super niche yes. and super, super great. Super niche. Um, anyway, have a good night, everybody. Nation about to have a good time. The other team be way behind. We're gonna win the Super Bowl another time. Green and yellow in the house tonight. She said, Nation about to have a good time. The other team be way behind. You wish without a cheesehead. Perfect throw. Grant run.